DEI budgets are under attack, but the goals haven't changed. Whether you're looking to increase your DEI knowledge, expand your market reach, or gain a competitive advantage in business, we have the solution. TDM Library is your single source for expert curated DEI resources, strategies, and solutions, all designed to help you transform your workplace culture and be a more effective contributor. For $9.99 per month, you get access to our searchable subscription-based digital library. There, you'll find articles, practical how-to guidebooks, podcasts, award-winning micro-videos, and more than 700 Q&As designed to help DEI practitioners, thought leaders, and executives create a more inclusive workplace. Whether you prefer to listen, watch, or read, we have the resources for you. TDM Library goes beyond the basics to dive deep into topics such as inclusive language, the business case for DEI, talent acquisition, and C-suite engagement. For less than the price of a sandwich, you get access to our library of more than a thousand pieces of original expert curated DEI content. Join today and get your first 30 days free. Get your library card now at tdmlibrary.thediversitymovement.com. Welcome to the Hustle Unlimited podcast, where our mission is to inspire greatness in people who are chasing their dreams. We'll give you access to entrepreneurs and business leaders who will give you the fuel to chase the dreams that you have. All of our guests want to give back to the next generation of leaders by sharing the details of their journey and the lessons they've learned along the way. Please welcome the host of Hustle Unlimited, Donald Thompson, and this week's guest, Doug Spate. Executive Director and Startup Growth Advisor for American Underground. Uh, we're here today with uh, with Doug Spate, the Executive Director for American Underground. And Doug, thank you for spending time with us. That's my pleasure. I, I really appreciate it. I, what I'll say is, is, like always, what we're doing at Hustle Unlimited is we're trying to create inspiration for the dream chaser. We're trying to create an environment where you can get to know entrepreneurs, leaders, business people, people in law enforcement, people in education that can give you some of their backstory, lessons that they've learned to help you achieve and meet your goals. And, and I can't think of anybody else better to do that uh, than, than Doug. I appreciate it. Let me do this real quick. Sure. Just give you a little space. Just introduce yourself. I know we know each other, but where are you from? A little bit about your family, education, just kind of that introductory kind of bio. Sure. Makes, uh, makes perfect sense. So um, my name is Doug Spade. I'm the executive director for the American Underground, headquartered in Durham. Uh, we're a campus for entrepreneurs. Um, we house over 200 companies um, in our community across four locations. We're about 130,000 square feet of uh, space for founders and entrepreneurs to grow, to launch, and to expand. So we focus in on that. My backstory is really interesting. I'm a Durham native. I'm okay. a returning Durham native. Um, grew up here um, in the in the shadow of Black Wall Street. Um, okay. My family is a long-standing sort of uh, business pillar in this uh, community, going back to the 1930s. So awesome. my 
My grandfather started his first company in 1938, and we're pretty soon we're going to so entrepreneurs in the book. absolutely. Um, we're going to celebrate 80 years in business in the city. So um, I'm a tech geek, though, okay. uh, which is super important because I was always interested in Star Wars and Star Trek and any kind of uh, futuristic tech. Um, so that led me to engineering at North Carolina A&T undergraduate. Got so um, great HBCU, one of the biggest producers of black engineers in the country. Um, so I went to A&T, spun my first tech company out as a senior uh, in engineering design. So um, operated that company, Core Services, for six, close to seven years. Fantastic. Sold that company and then got involved in technology commercialization. So taking all of the inventions and discoveries out of a research environment and spinning them off either as startup companies or as licenses to large companies. And so um, I've got a circuitous route when it comes to <laughs> professional uh, <laughs> professional pathway. Um, I've done four startups myself. Um, oh, helped another nine startups um, out of the university um, or NASA that I also work for in technology wait, wait, wait. commercial. Or NASA. Yeah. Like you see yeah. how he, he, just, he just leaned that in yeah. or that did some light work with NASA. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's a, it's a great um, great place to find innovative technologies, right? You know, so I, being a tech geek, I always follow really great technology. So I went from A&T to NASA to Department of Energy. Um, taking technologies and spinning them out as startup companies. Oh, that's and fantastic. And that led me back to, uh, to Durham, which I believe is the greatest place, certainly on the East Coast, to launch a company, particularly in tech. So let me ask this. We'll start business, then we'll delve into some, some personal things. When you, having worked with entrepreneurs, have, as an entrepreneur, what are some of the characteristics that people need when they, you know, they just watched the last episode of Shark Tank, <laughs> yeah, so they right, fired up. Right. You know what I mean? They're going to start a business, right? They just read in Wall Street Journal, somebody raised a billion-dollar valuation company, and they're ready to go. Yeah. What are some of the characteristics they need to really understand about being an entrepreneur? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I always say for people that um, ask me that question is, number one, follow the opportunities that captivate you, not the ones that you think are cool the ones that won't let you go. So there's a difference between latching on to a technology or a market or a, 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 an opportunity um, because you think that will be neat versus you come in contact with an opportunity that keeps you up at 3 a.m. in the morning and you're constantly stirring on this idea, you're adding things to it, you have you know, a, a meeting in a coffee house and someone says something and sparks a new thought. Those are the ones I think that you have to go after. Gotcha. Right? Um, so I always uh, encourage people to go after the opportunities that captivate you, not necessarily the ones that you have made your mind up or cool opportunities. Oh, makes sense. Now, when we look at background and pedigree for an entrepreneur, do you have to have a tech background? Absolutely not. Um, preferably not, right? Because the, uh, the great thing is it's all about perspective. Okay. Um, one of the characteristics, as you asked, is opportunity recognition. Um, if you are trained as an engineer, um, then you are trained in a certain methodology in terms of evaluating things. When you have a different background, whether it be history or English or you know foreign languages, whatever the case may be, you look at problems differently. Got it. And so having a tech background is not a prerequisite in any way, shape, or form. One of the things I've found is anything you think is holding you back, you're probably wrong. Absolutely true. There's somebody there's <laughs> somebody out there that chased their dream in spite of what they thought Definitely. 
was a reason they shouldn't or couldn't. Completely. Right? And at the end of the day, that will to succeed, that will to see that dream come to fruition. Absolutely. Right? That can't sleep at night. That's exactly right. Is that moment where you get to decide, right? Are you going to chase your dream or are you going to kind of continue with that day to day and and make that break? When you have uh, learned and created opportunities to mentor others, what are some of the things you've learned from mentors along the way? Mm, great question. Um, I learned a lot from mentors around um, around following that passion, right? Around finding what really motivates you and linking that to why you exist in this world. And that's one of the reasons why I love American Underground because my journey, um, the good, the bad, the ugly, helps the next generation of entrepreneurs that I help coach and help provide resources for yep. to help them get through those processes easier. Um, and also <laughs> avoid many of the mistakes that I've made Amen. in the past, yeah. <laughs> right? So, um, so I see that as part of part of why I exist. Um, and so, following that passion, matching it up with your um, your why, your why you're here at this point in time in this universe, um, that's a really powerful thing. Uh, another thing that I've learned about leadership from prior uh, mentors is that your job as a leader isn't to tell everyone what to do. Your job as a leader is to help others around you become leaders often before they know that they are one. Mm. Um, so being able to coach people in terms of how to orient their professional job, uh, their, their, the function that they provide or um, the service that they provide to where they want to go in the future is a really important thing. And, and seeing things through those, win, those lenses, you need to make sure that the people you work with you know how to make them win, right? And to help them win. No, you, you make a great point, right? We're in the people business, no Completely. matter what your business is. Absolutely. No matter how much we have with Slack and text and email and all of these different tools, one-on-one -on -one interpersonal communication yeah. and the ability to motivate others is still a superpower. Very true. And one of the things that my mentor, uh, one of my mentors, Grant Wheeler, taught me is never allow yourself to have the disease of low expectation for your team. Mm. People follow people that believe they can do great things. Great point. Absolutely. And so one of the things that I try to do is make sure that when I'm looking at somebody to work with us in any of the businesses that I work on, do I believe they can do great things? Absolutely. If the answer is yes, then I need to keep talking to them. Completely. If the answer yep. is no, I probably need to keep, I need to keep looking and keep going. Mm -hmm. When you look back uh, at your career to date, tell me a highlight. Tell me something to where struggle, challenge, oh, wow. victory. Oh my goodness! Um, <laughs> do we have enough time? For that? No problem. Yeah. <laughs> we got plenty of tape. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so struggle, challenge, um, victory. So um, very first company, um, Core Services. So it's a, a. Let me give you a little bit of background. Yeah, so please. this is um, this is senior year of college, um, right after an internship for the summer of my junior year. Gotcha. Um, I have a colleague who's a, um, a fellow student of mine. We have very similar internships um, in engineering departments with very large manufacturing companies. Got it. Um, so we were managing all of their engineering drawings. We came back after that summer um, and both of us sat down and said, wait a minute, um, I was at Procter & Gamble, you were at Philip Morris, these are Fortune 100 companies, yep. and here we are as two 22-year-olds that don't know anything at yeah. all. And they are entrusting us with all of their engineering data for the entire manufacturing plant. If these two companies have this problem, Maybe there are more companies that have a very similar problem. Got we were hitting the market at the perfect time 
where the level of uh, engineering expertise didn't match up with the skill sets of the existing engineering yeah, staff. Yeah, talent gap. Exactly. So we hit that talent gap really hard, and we developed uh, archival systems for engineering drawings. We wound up actually bringing on Philip Morris and Procter and Gamble as our first two clients. That's awesome. Um, because as of a that senior gap, in college, absolutely as a senior in college. So um, that's a that's one of the highlights of uh, of the opportunity to to start out with those two companies as uh, your cornerstone clients is fantastic. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. But then, of course, as you mentioned, uh, we're all in, always in the people business, right? So as, as we started to look at expansion opportunities, um, we had offices in North Carolina, we had offices in Colorado, okay. um, Dallas, Texas, and we were bringing people in um, to expand on that vision and uh, service more clients. Um, and we overbuilt, I mean, we brought folks in that were new to the culture we didn't, as seniors in college, know anything about inculcating culture, yep. and so it just went completely awry. Went um, sideways. Yeah, completely. Um, we had to let off our workforce oh, okay. um, and literally clean house, um, and obviously that caused some some ruffles with our clients as well because we had we had plans for expansion. Um, so really taking it back to formula and saying, hey, what made us successful in the very first place? Let's take those elements and make them explicit in our culture. Got it. Um, and build from there. And so we were able to build from almost a near-death experience. <laughs> and I've got plenty of those for, right, 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 uh, right. for the, the other three startups as well. So um, that part is really important, being able to sort of assess where you are and say, you know what? It's now or never when we change, you know, we need to change um, either the way that we're doing this That's or right. we need to pivot um, at this point. And sometimes that can be life-saving. That's right. Yeah. Now, when you think about how then you translate that advice or that experience to advice to others, how do people avoid those near-death experiences, right? Like, it's like you don't have to have one to learn from one. Very true. Is what we hope to, to, to share with people. How, how could they learn from our experience in situations like that to not make that mistake? Yeah, I, like you said, um, there are two things that you should be maniacal about. Number one is being customer-centric okay. and really looking at what best serves your customer. How can you help your customer win? That's really the core thesis for the businesses that have done really well. The second thing is how, to let, how you can help your team win. Gotcha. And that's super important. I mean, having those two sort of bookends, there's a lot of, of um, movement for, and actually room for error in between. Yep. As long as you have those two bookends, um, you're likely going to be on the right track. But keeping customer centricity yep. as, uh, as one focus, and then also keeping your team um, as, as another one, like what best helps them win. And keeps them motivated Completely. to win together. Absolutely. So let's transition a little more kind of outside of business, a little more, more personal. If you had to have kind of the pillars that you believe as a leader, as an individual, mm -hmm. as a husband and a father, in how to grow winners, mm -hmm. right? Because you yeah. know that as a business leader, but also as a dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? What are some of the fundamental things That's a great that question. Doug Spate believes? That's a great question. Um, number one is fairness. I was always brought up in, uh, okay. brought up in, a, in a family um, who valued fairness um, and equity in a way that, um, that just continue to, to resonate with me. Um, when you have a family that has, um, has a uh, black-owned business in the South yep. and uh, many of the challenges that come along with that, societal and otherwise, um, and you 
keep as one of the fundamental truths like this sense of fairness. I want to treat everyone fairly. Yep. I want customers to be treated fairly. I want employees to be treated fairly. That makes sense. That's something that really um, resonates. And quite honestly, with a, um, with a workforce that um, you want to be diverse and inclusive, you have to have that, that sense of fairness. The other one, um, quite honestly, is um, developing a sense of empathy. Um, okay. Really stepping back and looking at things through other people's eyes. Put yourselves in their shoes. And that can help you make um, decisions that you might not make if you were self-centric. No, that's right. And it also forces us not to be as judgmental so quickly. Absolutely true. Right? Because the mask that you see on another person is not their full story. Very true. And a lot of times we think it's the full story, but if we slow down, everybody's hurting in some way. Completely. Everybody needs support in some way. Absolutely. And, and everybody can be a blessing in some way. Absolutely. And so I, I think the, the way that you're describing it is, is, yeah. is perfect. If we think about, um, let's say, uh, I like to ask this question in this way. If you had a magic wand, <laughs> what would you change to help change and grow our society? If you had the magic wand. Interesting. Um, if I had a magic wand, I would say equal access. It goes back to that thread of fairness. Um, okay throughout my history, equal access to the resources that people need to grow and expand um, and learn and grow not just, um, not just business-wise, but grow intellectually, grow as a, as a person, grow as a leader. Um, that's what I, would, uh, what I would provide. I think that equal access is really important. A lot of the work that I do with American Underground is about creating access points for women entrepreneurs, for people of color, um, and we have as a key goal of ours to become the most diverse tech hub in the in the world um so everything that we do is through that lens and so you didn't say diverse most diverse tech hub in north carolina no. you didn't say the most diverse tech hub in the southeast no you didn't say the most diverse tech hub in north america <laughs> you said the world in the world so you have a, a global footprint so let's segue to that a little bit sure what are you doing to meet that goal like what, what are you doing to put message Right with action. Absolutely. One of the things that we're doing is um, we're host to the Black Founders Program that's part of the Google for Entrepreneurs um, hub network. So Google for Entrepreneurs, um, now Google Startups, is um, a global network of tech hubs like American Underground that are working to create the next biggest tech hub um, on the planet. So there are uh, some uh, 50 plus tech hubs as part of this network. And what we do is operate a program specifically for black founders. So these are teams of founders that um, have at least one co-founder that is uh, that is black. Um, And we recruit from this entire network of uh, of companies, 205 applicants last year um, across North America, South America, Africa, um, Asia. Um, We try to pull the best and brightest to Durham to learn the Durham way, the American underground yeah, yeah, way, yeah, sure. um, so that uh, they are surrounded by a group of uh, really sharp mentors. Thank you for being a part well, of that for the last yeah, several you. years. Um, and they leave charged and uh, developing a new understanding about what it takes to build a successful company and then to raise capital if they choose to go that route uh, through venture capital. No, that's fantastic. What would you say, a lot of times when you're working with underrepresented uh Groups, right? Whether it's women, whether it's people of color, what advice would you give them as they move forward in society as the only one of yeah. X, right? How would how would we? A lot of times, what I find is we try to 
get societal behavior to change. Mm. But there's a certain amount of change in self, completely right, that is equally as important. How would you share some tools, right, when you're in that underserved group? Great question. Um, number one, I would say find your tribe. Um, and that's not always someone of the same ethnicity or gender, right? Um, find your tribe, someone who um, has similar passions to you, that sort of sees the world through um, a similar lens, Not it doesn't have to be exact, yeah. but in a way that helps you grow and expand. Um, someone that you find a kinship with. Um, that's really important. So a lot of the community building that we have here at American Underground is about helping people find their tribe, gotcha. right? Um, creating that density uh, of activity of people that have the same sort of affiliations and interests. Um, the second thing is chart your own path, right? Um, what's really important about this journey is yep. that you don't take um, any lessons from Elon Musk and all of the, the people that you see in media that have succeeded before. Chart your own path. You can take lessons from that and, and tweak your journey. But it's ultimately about you finding your own path to success and defining success for yourself. I mean, that's powerful. One of the things that I would just add to that is we all have to play the cards we're dealt. Yeah. Right? We can get upset that someone didn't do this for me. This opportunity is not easy enough for me. But at the end of the day, one of the things that my parents were very big on teaching me is you have to win with the hand that you have. Absolutely. And then if you are successful then you can be a part of creating an environment where it's better, easier for the next that comes along Absolutely. after you and create that give back. And so that level of personal responsibility Absolutely. while we're waiting mm -hmm. for society's environment to improve, we got to continue to win right now. Absolutely. What's interesting about that is I, I constantly tell um, uh, entrepreneurs of color, um, women founders, um, I want you waking up every morning thinking about how you can win. Like, I don't want you thinking about how um, society has put up barriers for you and all that. Just think about how you can win. You know, this game is difficult enough uh, right. <laughs> under the best conditions. Yep. Think about how you can win every single day and string together enough wins that you develop that momentum and take that forward. I mean, that's what it's about, stringing no, together powerful. small wins. I want to come back to American Underground for a minute. And you mentioned 200 startups, right? Like, that's a diverse group of founders and entrepreneurs and, and, and different things. Tell me a couple of the success stories. Yeah. Tell me some of the, the, the success stories from American Underground. Excellent, excellent. Um, and there's so many. Right, um, right. So we have, um, like you said, two over 200 companies um, serving 43 industries. So we're industry agnostic. We don't care what space people are in. Gotcha. We just want to help them build uh, sell, grow, and scale, right? So there are companies like um, Mati Energy that started here. Okay. Um, it's an energy drink. Yeah, um, yeah. Born out of Duke University, out of a dorm room at Duke University. Common and, thread. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> wonderful founder um, who she built up um, a wonderful team and was able to uh, to grow and scale in our space. Um, second is Anil um, Shivdasani, who uh, actually is founder of a company called Archive Social. So this is a company that archives all social media um, for a number of institutions. And one of their first clients was actually the Obama White House. So all of the tweets, okay. all of the social media posts, they were able to archive all of that social media. Um, so there have been a number of wins here, Windsor Circle. Um, you've got three years of... Um, uh, Google for Startups uh, yep. Demo Day winners coming right out of Durham. This is a great place for people to grow, scale, um, and expand their territory. So back to, you mentioned raising money as well when you talked about entrepreneurs and different things. And a lot of people are trying to decide the difference between bootstrapping a business yeah. 
or going out for angel funding or VC funding. Mm-hmm. What are some things that you could share to kind of know which is which based on your business? Yeah, great question. Um, the first thing I always say is focus on solid fundamentals, solid financial fundamentals. Um, build something that somebody wants, get somebody to pay for it, <laughs> and then, then uh, reinvest in building your team and building a, a solid operation, right, that can sustain without any outside capital whatsoever. Um, the second thing is if you plan to scale and scale quickly, and particularly if you're in a marketplace or an industry that um, has heavy competition and you need to grow yep. at that torrid pace, um, that's more of a venture capital model, right? Um, and in those cases, uh, VCs invest in companies that don't necessarily have solid financial fundamentals yet, but have uh, indications to point to we could gotcha. be a, su- a successful business. Um, so I would always focus on that, number one, like build a solid company first. Um, build something that people want and yep. get them to pay for it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, there's wisdom, simple. In, there's wisdom in the simplicity. Like, a lot of times people have... 20 slide business plans mm-hmm. and thesis is for what they want to do to take over the world. But does the market say you deserve to live? Absolutely right. And if you can't get a customer, right. then the market That's is an telling you. <laughs> That's exactly right. right? You just, like, it's, it's speaking to you. And so you have to listen to people that uh, are in the market for what you need and how they tell you and what they're willing to pay. Definitely. And sometimes what people are willing to pay is not a sustainable business. That's exactly right. Right? And a lot of times entrepreneurs fall in love with their idea, mm-hmm. and it takes a lot of time, effort, and energy, yeah. right, for reality to kind of creep in. Absolutely. And that leads me to my next question. When you look at companies and people, what's the role of mentors and boards of advisors on helping startups grow? Great question, because I, in the tech industry broadly defined, and this is across the nation, not just here in North Carolina, I see a number of startup companies that wait to set up a board of advisors or a board of directors until they reach some major milestone. I think that's a huge mistake. Okay. Right? They're, they're missing an opportunity to crowdsource wisdom from a group of individuals at an early stage that can help shape their journey. Got it. Um, all too often, you see founders um, sort of keep things to themselves, huddle off. Maybe they'll make a few calls or have a few coffees with a few people that they consider to be mentors, but they don't have the entire group together together at one time, crowdsourcing all that wisdom, and then applying it in a way that makes sense. Um, that's a huge missed opportunity. So I'm a big fan of putting a group of mentors around a company, for, uh, formalizing it in some way, shape, or form, even if it's just getting on a group call for one hour a month. Um, but have everyone together because you miss a huge opportunity when a bunch of smart people are on a call and they can work off of each other. No, it's the same team dynamic. You've seen right. this over and over again. No, that's really powerful. I mean, one thing that you said, I'll just echo, right? Crowdsourcing wisdom. Yeah. Right? And basically, as an entrepreneur, as a leader, you want to get to your goal faster. Absolutely. Right? If you look at top athletes, they have coaches. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, and so if you have somebody that's naturally gifted, hard worker, Mm -hmm. and they still are willing to take coaching, absolutely, then maybe we should consider it completely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Maybe, maybe those of us should consider it. And then the second thing that that I would echo is that doing it early, right? Because you want as much good information as possible as early as possible to make informed decisions. And then finally, it's like putting that group together. There's magic. 
right, in, in, in that a lot of smart people bouncing ideas. What I've found, unfortunately and fortunately, is some of the most successful companies that I work with have a CEO and entrepreneurs that really want to listen. Mm -hmm. And then there's a group that want you to rubber stamp their ideas. Absolutely. <laughs> Completely. Right? And, yeah. and so you got to make sure which group you want to be in. Very right? True. Do you really want feedback or you just want affirmation? Right on your on your good idea. And they are totally different things. Do you right. <laughs> different ends of the spectrum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, are you an avid reader? Um, I am when I can uh, fit it in. So what's interesting is we've got uh, such a, an active uh, travel schedule. I try to do all my reading on the plane. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> so I do uh, I do read a lot. When you think uh, when you think back, and it could be entrepreneurial, it could be. Uh, Skyfi, is that what it is? Star Wars? Is that, did I say that right? <laughs> I actually do. You, do you watch the show Game of Thrones? I do. I do. All right. I was Jon Snow for Halloween. I'll just show you. I'll just show you that picture. I can completely see that. <laughs> so tell me something that you've read, listened to, podcast that's impacted you. Doesn't mm. have to be read. Like so many ways to consume information. Oh, wow. But something that you've gotten that's really impacted. Yeah, um, I would say on the business side, one of the latest reads was a is a book called Traction um, that really focuses in on how you generate traction as a startup company, how you engage customers early on, get customer feedback, iterate very quickly, and actually shape your business model based upon that. Gotcha. Um, traction is a wonderful read. Um, another is a, an oldie but goodie. Um, it is uh, one of the Napoleon Hill. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's old school, but thinking grow, yeah, thinking grow rich. Um, and so we, we have a number of books like that that really teach you more about how to engage with people. We talked about mm -hmm. being a, a, you know, a people centric. Every business is a people business. Um, they really teach you about how to engage with people, you know, either as a visionary or however you fit as a tactician. Yep. If you're more tactical in how you look, you look at things. Um, they really teach you more about um, sort of human behavior than That's anything right. else. Think and Grow Rich. Um, one of the, the topics or chapters in that book is the mastermind group. Yeah, absolutely. And that fits right back in with mentorship and really growing. The people that that you listen to, and that's one of the books that that I've read a couple of times over Completely. the years, and super powerful. And you'll learn something new and every learn time. Every time, <laughs> like right it, and it's like I think it was maybe written in the twenties or yeah. something. Like oh, I mean, it's, it is an oldie but but goodie. The book Traction, what's interesting is I haven't read yet. I have on my bookshelf. It was given to me by a multi multi millionaire mm -hmm. that I was talking to about business, getting advice, and he started talking about traction. And I think like the EOS system, absolutely right. The entrepreneurial operating system. And he was telling me about this book because I asked him the question, mm -hmm. and he, he reached on himself and he said, "I have an extra copy for dreamers," <laughs> and he pulled off the copy Excellent. and he and he gave it to me. And that's next up uh, okay. on my reading list. And so I'm looking forward to that. Like he he sold me on it um, in terms of the the way to really create a structured blueprint, mm -hmm. right, for an entrepreneurial absolutely. business, right. Yeah. Absolutely. So this is, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a, a huge thing. People think, um, I see a number of people that think there is a, a, a standard track for business planning and things of that nature. And um, I think traction is probably the best blueprint mm -hmm. for how to um, develop and most importantly act on what you've developed. 
um, that has ever existed. It's a great, great read. So I, I do a lot of work with, uh, with NC State University, and their kind of tagline for the university is think and do. Yeah. And when I first heard it and we started working with them and some, some marketing things different like that, I was like, how powerful is that? You can have thoughts, you can have dreams, you can have goals, but if you don't do something. Absolutely. They never materialize. Never materialize. And, and that's the one thing that, that I hope that, that we've conveyed today is, number one, uh, you don't have to have any certain pedigree to make it to be a dreamer, to be a winner. You just need to be a doer. That there's people around you that are willing to help. Completely. Right? If you're, being, if you're open to that help. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing is that greatness, right, can reside anywhere. Anyway. And, and you just got to be willing uh, to chase it. Last question uh, that, that I'd like to, to get is, as we look at how the next generation is coming up being educated, what would you change about the curriculum in oh, wow. schools to give our young people a better chance to be successful faster oh, in today's question. environment? Great question. Um, I had uh, one of the first... Uh, one of the first professors, um, actually an NC State uh, okay. professor, who had spun off a company called um, Biolex. Um, and at this point, it was a multi-million dollar company. Um, I was just getting into this business of innovation and spinning off um, companies. And I sat down with her. Um, and Marianne um, said, innovation is play. And, and that always stuck with me. She said, if you are helping scientists and researchers and founders launch companies, they need time to play. You know, it is that creative um, space to make mistakes. Um, not every decision, not every single move has to win, but you have to have that space to play. Um, and startups are the exact same way, right? You have to have sure. the ability to iterate, to change, um, to try things out, to test things out, take the feedback, incorporate that into your next steps. That's all about play. It's, how, it's about being in this creative space where you feel comfortable and you feel safe to play and try things out. Um, I would incorporate more play and I think um, as I look across the school system I see less and less of that Got it. unfortunately and I think that's um, that's to our detriment. No I would I would extend that and it's startups but it also, it's also life right because the path that you start out on is not necessarily the path that you're going to end up in life <laughs> Completely. right just like right. in startups you have to have a business pivot in yeah. life you might have to have a life pivot Completely. you got to be willing to be flexible that ultimately you want to get to the other side with your dreams and goals but that path is usually not going to be a straight line absolutely and what i see in education uh, a lot of times is there's a high price for failure so everybody's chasing the grade and certainly grades are important and all those things, but really is learning how to learn. Completely. And if you learn how to learn, then you can do and become anything you want to become. Absolutely. Any Absolutely. final thoughts from you on really any topic or any organizations that you're involved with that you'd like to share with our audience, things that you care about? I'd like to give you the space to just talk about that. Sure, sure. Um, so number one, I want to pull on this educational thread because yeah. this is really important to me. Um, my son grew up in a Montessori environment. Okay. Um, and Montessori gives you the flexibility to learn at your own pace. Go at the depth that you want to go um, at, at, and, and actually provides you the flexibility to do that. Awesome. Um, and so this, this Montessori philosophy as it pertains to startups is really important to me. Um, I'm intellectually curious, so, which is why I've gone in all of yeah, these yeah. different routes. Um, I've got uh, patents in 3D printing and spaces awesome. that, uh, that are completely um, not relevant to what I do on a daily basis. Um, so I really believe in diving into something, some topic, some 
um, some new technology as deep as you want to go and creating the space to do that. Um, in terms of the organizational support structure for our region, I think that's really important. In this area of Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill in North Carolina, we have a wealth of riches in terms of support organizations. Yep. Um, and those organizations work extremely well together, like NCI Idea, Statewide Foundation for, yep. for Startups. Uh, for startups. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have four venture capital firms here in the building at American Underground. So it gives you the opportunity that's to awesome. put resources at an arm's length. And that's what we focus in on, is creating the opportunity to connect with mentors, with venture investors, um, with talent, um, with the coding camps, momentum learning, um, code the dream, gotcha. being able to reach out and grab all of these resources within arm's length. So having them close together is what makes ecosystems work. And that's what we're built upon. That's awesome. Well, guys, uh, I'll end with this thought, right? If you have a dream, then it's worth chasing. If you don't chase your dream, then it's your personal responsibility, whether you've succeeded or failed. And uh, what I would tell any of you that would sit and have a cup of coffee with me is greatness is within you. You've just got to demonstrate it so it outwardly manifests. Completely. God bless you guys, and we'll see you soon in uh, DT over and out. Awesome. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Absolutely. I appreciate it. Man. Thank you, Donald. I appreciate, I appreciate it. it. Absolutely. It was awesome. This man. is good. Thank you for joining us on Hustle Unlimited. Make sure to join us each week for more conversations with leaders in our community. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Until next time, make it a great week.